0: Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome back to Storytime Slayer podcast. I am your host Haley Lira. And today I just have a really weird case that I actually heard about on an episode of killer cases. And I just need to talk about it. It is crazy. But before I get started, I just want to thank you so much for tuning into Storytime Slayer. Don't forget to go check out my Facebook, which is called Storytime Slayer, and my Instagram, which is story underscore time underscore slayer. That is where I post all the photos, videos, my YouTube uploads, all the content goes there. Um, And if you haven't already, I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Storytime Slayer Podcasts. And guys, be on the lookout on my social medias because I have some big things in the works and a giveaway coming up soon. Okay, let's jump in. So it was June 19th, 2015 when Shirley Carter was found shot dead inside her home. She'd been shot two times in the heart. And it was her son, Jason, who found her in her home on the kitchen floor at about noon. Before calling 911, he called and informed his sister, and she called their father, Bill Carter, while Jason was on the phone with the police. Now, Bill Carter and Shirley Carter are the mom and dad to Jason, Bill Jr., and Jana. Bill Sr. and Jason both farm for a living. Um, They live in Lacona, Iowa, which is a rural area about an hour outside of Des Moines, and they're both farmers. So Shirley was 68 years old when she'd been shot. She married her husband, Bill, in 1963, and they were married 52 years when she passed away. Together, they had three children and ran a farm, a lucrative farm. They're pretty good farmers. So if I understand correctly, Jason got to his mom's house, found her dead in the kitchen, called his sister, and then called 911. While on the phone with 911, his sister called their father, Bill. The carpenters live on a very large farm. This is in a more rural area and police are a bit of a distance. So before police arrive on the scene, Bill actually got there. He wasn't that far from his house and he was obviously devastated. And Bill said that When he got there, Jason pointed out to him that morning that his house had been robbed, Bill's house, Bill and Shirley's, and that's going to be important later. So investigators said a few things immediately struck them as suspicious. For one, Jason's demeanor on the phone, like he was just boohooing and blubbering away, but I mean everybody reacts differently right and two Jason said himself she's been lying here for two hours how would he know how long she was lying there and then Jason said there's blood everywhere so police are expecting a very grisly bloodbath now once on the scene it was apparent that Shirley was already dead upon the police's arrival she was found on her kitchen floor with her legs crossed at the ankles and her arms crossed over her chest there was a pool of blood forming below her um, but not a lot this was not an overly gruesome scene like police were anticipating something also struck the police as odd was the fact that Jason was surveying the crime scene as soon as police got there he was like pointing out bullet holes and indicating that there was a possible robbery it was very weird So police surveyed the crime scene and it did appear the house was ransacked. Shirley and Bill had an office and every drawer was opened and dumped out onto the floor. It was nothing but paperwork. And in their master bedroom, every drawer had been pulled out and left open, but Nothing was gone. In fact, police quickly deemed that this was a staged robbery because nothing was missing. In fact, Shirley had over $140 in her purse, all of her credit cards, and an envelope with $1,700 cash in one of her bedroom drawers. When police taped off and searched the home, it was determined that nothing had been missing, but a gun from the couple's safe in the basement. Now Bill did have shells for the gun that whoever stole the gun didn't take with them and the shells looked to be a match to the weapon Shirley was shot with. So they believe that that was the right caliber weapon that was stolen to be used in the crime. So police are very eerie of Jason right off the bat. I mean they basically just zero in on him. In fact... By noon that day, there was a rumor in the small town that Shirley's murder was a robbery gone wrong by three men, Joe Followwill John Followwill and Joe Sedlock. According to the rumor, the three men were in the process of robbing the home when they were startled by Shirley arriving. And out of fear, one of them quickly reacted and shot her twice. Now, that information was heard by police, but it was never investigated. Instead, they just kept their focus on Jason and they decided to search his vehicle. Very quickly in the police investigation into Jason, police deemed him a cheater and a liar. See, when they searched his truck, they found no evidence of murder, but they did find a disposable flip phone Jason had been hiding in his fuse box and he'd been using it to contact another woman. He was having an affair and his wife didn't know. In fact, I don't think anybody knew about it, but that doesn't exactly make him a murderer. Once police felt they had enough to question Jason, they actually asked him and his wife to come down to the police station to answer some questions. The couple agrees and they ride in the back of a police car to the police station. Like, I just don't think you could get me to ride in the back of a police car to the police station ever. I'll just drive myself. But who knows, right? So when the couple gets there, they are separated into two separate interrogation rooms. Jason's wife name is Shelly by the way. Now Shelley didn't think Jason had anything to do with his mother's murder. And while police have Shelley alone, they actually tell her that Jason had been having an affair with another woman. And I think the police thought if Jason did do something and Shelley knew the news he was having an affair would maybe put some pressure on her to turn on her husband. Shelley insisted as much as the affair hurt her, She genuinely didn't think Jason killed his mom and she wasn't just going to implicate him out of revenge. She really had no information about Jason trying to kill his mom. He she wasn't in on it. She doesn't know. Meanwhile in Jason's interview police ask him if he did it and to which Jason says no he couldn't have done it because he was working. And this is corroborated to an extent, like it's still a fuzzy area of gray. So there's video surveillance of Jason at work at a trucking cargo station between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. And this is within the timeline that police think Shirley was murdered. They're still waiting, of course, on the medical exam. Now, despite his alibi, police asked Jason to submit to a polygraph to which he agrees and he fails. And the question he failed on was, quote, Jason, do you positively know who killed your mom? By do you know, I mean, do you know who did this? Not, I think so-and-so did it. Did you know who did this? End quote. And Jason says no. So then police tell him he failed the polygraph because of that question. And they continue questioning him. They asked Jason what weapon he thought was used. And Jason said it was probably the killer parents bolt action rifle that was stolen recently in his parents basement then jason said something that would later really bother his father bill jason said he didn't know until recently his parents had a gun safe in the basement So after Jason got to this part in their interview, his phone rings and it was Shelly calling him from the other interrogation room and she suggested that they quit talking and leave. So Jason shut down the interview and together the couple left. Now, police are really, really suspicious of Jason, but they can't arrest him. And it's so weird because at this point, it doesn't even look like he could have physically been there and done this crime. Um, They don't know the exact time of death yet. He was on camera, seen at work, far away, at least an hour from his parents' house when the crime itself is believed to have happened. So it's kind of loose, though, because when the medical exam does come back, the time of death is extremely loosey-goosey. Like The time of death for Shirley was anywhere between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. Now, police weren't the only ones suspicious of Jason. Jason's father and people in town thought he did it. So Jason's father, Bill, says, okay, the morning his wife died, he and Shirley had done their morning ritual of going to grab coffee together. They did this every morning. And it was somewhere between 9 and 9.30 that Bill dropped his wife off at the house and he went to go haul some corn. So remember, Bill's a farmer and Jason's a farmer. They live close by each other and Bill actually saw Jason that morning. Jason was doing a load of corn too. So they both haul their first load of corn and when Bill goes to do his second load, Jason left. So Bill thinks when he sees Jason leave that he probably stopped by Bill's house and shot his mom. And this is all within a close proximity, like I said, where they're hauling the corn and where both of them live is not far from each other. So Jason, of course, is like, oh, my God, no, I did not kill my mom. There's footage of me an hour away at a cargo station. But Bill's saying, yeah, even though he went to a cargo station, I saw him. He could have stopped by my house before. So Jason's father hires a private investigator, but before the PI was hired, Bill didn't know what Jason said during his interrogation and the PI was able to ask police. And so when Bill found out that Jason said he didn't know his parents had a gun safe he was very, very confused because not only did Jason know his parents had a gun safe, he bought and assembled the damn gun safe the Christmas before. Bill even had a picture of Jason putting the gun safe together Christmas morning of 2014. Now, Bill said Jason and Shelley lied all the time and that you couldn't trust anything that they said. And he thinks Jason possibly could have killed his mother. And Bill thinks for a couple reasons. So, Bill thinks that maybe his mom found out Jason was having an affair and that he was going to tell Bill. Plus, Jason was struggling financially. See, Jason did farming too, but he was not very successful. He'd gotten himself into like over $150,000 in debt in the last year. And Bill was a successful farmer. And Jason wanted to farm with his dad. But Shirley adamantly refused to work with Jason. On top of that, Bill was extremely bothered by two statements that Jason made the day his mom died. He never got over Jason saying that his mom had been lying there on the ground for two hours dead, because how would he know that? And it was Jason who said the carpenter's house was robbed. But remember, they hadn't actually been robbed, they'd been ransacked. And Jason have only known that if he'd gone to their house that morning and went through it Um, none of it made sense to bill it just didn't set right with him something was wrong now granted jason could have had a panic realizing his mom was dead and ran through the home quickly to make sure the perpetrator wasn't there or do a walkthrough i don't know now because there wasn't enough to charge jason in criminal court after a year Bill Carpenter, his father, and Jason's two siblings filed a civil lawsuit against Jason for the wrongful death of Shirley Carpenter. Now, it's a bit easier to get certain elements of evidence in a civil lawsuit than in a criminal case. And so in this civil trial, the prosecutors go and they're able to talk about the affair, Jason's financial struggles, the things he said to 911, everything. Everything. So it's been two and a half years since Shirley's death when they go to civil court. And Jason, guys, he is actually found liable for the death of his mother on December 15th of 2017 and ordered to pay $10 million to the plaintiff, his father. So something I really want to mention is initially Bill was suspicious, but nobody really thought Jason was the kind of person that could kill his mom until the family heard about the affair and they were so shocked that Jason had an affair and he could do something like that that it really changed their opinion of him in fact that was kind of like the final nail in the coffin for his family so they were so sure that Jason killed Shirley that on Shirley's tombstone the family purposely left Jason's name off of it Um, I read an article that the tombstone apparently reads parents of Jana and billy and they did not put jason on there so both jason's wife and the woman he'd been having an affair with testified in the hearing so during the entire civil suit state prosecutors sat in and they decided when jason was found guilty and had to do the 10 million dollar settlement that they had enough evidence. It was all circumstantial, but they believed it was strong enough to file a case against Jason. So the state prosecutor did. And two days following Jason's $10 million settlement, he was officially arrested and charged for the murder of Shirley Carpenter, December 17th of 2017. After the arrest, Jason was offered a plea deal. Five years in prison, but if he turned that down and went to court, he was facing life. Jason didn't know what to do, but at his wife's urging, he turned down the plea deal and he went to trial. Now Jason got a set bond of a hundred thousand dollars, which he posted, and so he was not in jail during his trial. The prosecution presented a really strong circumstantial case explaining Bill and Shirley's farm was worth an estimated six million dollars. And Jason wanted to farm with his family because he was struggling financially with his own farm just down the road. But his mother, Shirley, refuted. So the case that they laid out is that Bill dropped Shirley off around 930 and went to do his first haul of corn where he saw Jason. Jason was doing a haul of corn, too, before being on his way to the cargo station. Bill thinks that Jason killed his mom on the way out to the cargo station. This would have been around like 10 o'clock, and then he, that way he'd be seen on camera with an alibi. Then he came back and staged the robbery and discovery as his mom pretending to just walk in and be surprised. Bill insisted Jason likely killed his mom because he needed to farm with his dad for financial reasons, or... Bill thinks that maybe his wife found out about Jason's affair and would tell everybody, which I mean, obviously wouldn't have gone over very well because look, when his family found out that he had an affair, they accused him of murdering his mom and didn't even put him on his mom's tombstone. So anyway. As strong as the prosecution thinks this case is, it's not. It's not, y'all. They ain't got no fingerprints or forensics, no weapon. Jason had an alibi of sorts. It's hard to enter evidence in a criminal case. Also, like, it's not as easy as it was in the civil trials. So the prosecution could not mention Jason's affair or Jason's specifics in his financial situation. They had to just keep it really vague. And... All they really had was Jason wanting to farm with his family and that he said some suspicious things. Remember, he said his mom had been laying there dead for two hours. He said his parents didn't he didn't know they had a gun safe. And he was the one who pointed out the house had been robbed. Jason's defense was pretty simple. He loved his mom. He had somewhat of an alibi and the police had never investigated the three men who were rumored in town to have killed Shirley in a robbery gone wrong. And apparently one of the men, reports are really confusing, but at some point, one of the men confessed in jail that he and two other men were robbing the Carpenter home and killed Shirley in a panic when she got home, even though police heard the rumor and got the tip from a guy in jail, it was still never investigated. So that's a pretty strong defense, just Just the fact that there could possibly be another lead that was not followed by police. I mean, honestly, it helped his defense so much that the police did not do a thorough investigation. It was 10 days before the police ever came back and asked Jason for the clothes he was wearing the day his mom died. Like, come on, come on, do better, do better. So, Jason was going to testify in his defense on the last day, but at the very last minute, they decided that it could possibly harm his case and had him not testify. So, the jury was only out for two hours, and they returned with a not guilty verdict. Now, despite the alibi and verdict, Jason's father, Bill, still thinks his son had a hand in the murder of his beloved wife, Shirley, And he has not forgiven Jason. Shirley Carpenter's murder is actually still unsolved. So Jason and Shelly countersued Bill and Bill's private investigator and Jason's siblings. But the Supreme Court dismissed Jason's charges against his family and upheld his verdict in the $10 million lawsuit of August 2020 is when that was upheld. They basically were like, no, dude, you're not countersuing your family and we're not dropping your lawsuit settlement. So Jason and his family are still estranged to this day. And in July of 2020, Bill Carpenter, who was 74, was physically assaulted by his son, Billy, who was 55. Now, apparently, Billy Jr. and Bill Sr. had a heated argument. So Bill Jr. left on foot and Bill Sr. followed him in his truck And pulled over on the side of the road where they began arguing again until Bill Jr. became so angry that he pushed his dad down and kicked him two times in the head. Bill Sr. ended up going back home and calling 911 while Bill Jr. was arrested. I'm not sure how that played out, but I do know that Bill Sr. filed a no contact order. And all I can find is that Bill Jr. said he did it because he was mad. Anyway, I thought this story was really interesting to me because it seems like there was literally no investigative work done at all. I've worked harder playing the game Clue. Um, I have a million ideas. Like, did the husband do it? What was the fight about between Bill Sr. and Bill Jr.? Were they in on it and then frame Jason um, other than commingling farming, what did Jason have to gain from killing his mom? He wasn't inheriting anything. I mean, his dad was still alive. His dad is basically the one who started pointing fingers at Jason. Hmm. Seems suspicious. Anyway, let me know what you guys think about this or if you have more information because I my brain is racked. I don't typically do unsolved cases, but this one was just so weird especially the $10 million lawsuit. Like that's a lot of money. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next week. Don't forget to check out the social medias. Bye.